Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, welcome to the Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. Derby week done and dusted. What a ripping game that was. Had a ball there working the game on uh, Saturday night. Just uh, absolutely beautiful. Kicked it off beautifully with the Matildas. My my vibe and feelings and emotions were at sky high. Couldn't have been happier. And then the Derby started. And I had to watch that absolute tripe get rolled out. Uh, Skeeter from the West Coast Eagles. We're going to get into that. How's your weekend, Skeeter? Right, Hello, Scully. Good to be here. She's got my Hogan's Heroes jacket on, uh, which uh, <laughs> yeah. I is this, the, is this the jacket? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just quite designer. But anyway, uh, to our correspondent, I've just brought it on for you for uh, what, um, a bit of humour. What, what's the what label? Brand? We what is it? I don't know, but it's got go boss, a bit of Prada. It's got a lot of buttons on the inside, which makes it <laughs> more expensive. I wore it to Manchester. <laughs> Thanks to Channel 7 for giving me this. Is uh, that the deep giveaway? The buttons on the inside. I think so. I mean, it's expensive. So. Yes, exactly. What are those buttons for on the inside? How many? I saw a few. I have in no there. idea. There's a lot of stuff happening in there, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it disguises a fat body. Uh, end of the day, uh, yes, the Derby was crap. The Matildas were good. Um, what do you know about Mackenzie Arnold before Saturday night? She's a brick. Oh, before it. Um, yeah. Uh, before it. No, not a lot. But I know she's a brick wall, mate. <laughs> exactly. She looks exactly like a brick wall. Exactly. Uh, what a performance. What a night. And uh, well, look, I, I cannot believe the the atmosphere that it created. At the ground at Optus, albeit wasn't full at the time, but yeah, that was outstanding. Uh, thankfully, they kept the Matildas on the big screen. We saw the penalty shootout, uh, and it was one of the great moments. It has to be. I, I don't know. I know we can say this because it's just happened. Is one of the great moments in Australian team sport, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's let's get stuck into this because I think there's a few things to touch on here. Um, so, I agree in, in in world you know Australian sport. Um, the when the when the so the, the penalty shootout went that long that I think it finished about oh six oh three maybe six oh four very close to game was six ten so we were live on Fox Footy um, they tried something different this way usually it's upstairs they come in upstairs and they play it over a vision of the thing but uh, for this one we planned it beforehand there was Pav and I because of the Derby we'd be starting on the ground first shot live on. Mate, the, the the French were running in to have their last penalty, as it would be. So the the cameras come on where Matthew Pavlich says, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Derby. Like everyone's going nuts. Pav's tried to stay, Pav's tried to stay down, the, down the camera and focus. I've just broken all forms of professionalism, looking around at the thing. Pav, they've just missed it, mate. They've just absolutely missed it. So we then talked through the, the opener, the Matilda's going through. So it was great timing. Um I know there's lots of chat about women's sport around this. I've got a little bit of a theory. Uh, the the attention, the, the streaming record broken. Seven million. The, the people that are watching, the hype that it has. You've got um, – I've seen stuff on social media about uh, 
blokes for the first time getting together with other blokes to go and watch women's sport. And mm. I'm not taking the piss there. That's that's what is sort of happening here with the Australians making this run. Couldn't it be as simple as this Australian Matildas team are good and so pe- and they play for Australia and people like watching it? Do we have to go into the women's sport and soccer and, well, no one's ever given it attention before? This is the furthest they've ever been in a World Cup, right? Yeah. That's uh, correct. Also, the, this the, team's good. The team is good. People and the, like watching good sport. They do. And quality of football. I think that's what's caught some by surprise, the quality, and myself included. I'll, I'll yeah. be totally honest. I, I came into the World Cup uh, ambivalent, hoping we go well, but there's no way, I don't think any of us could have predicted the types of numbers that have been watching. And, of course, success breeds success. And, and, and people love winners, and hence elbow ridiculously, in my mind, is calling for a public holiday. But anyway, that... The, Credit where credit's due, and I couldn't care about politics, but he was on this early. He, he was he wasn't calling it after they got through but the semis. So, so uh, I could I, I'm all good with a bandwagon. I, I'm a bandwagon course, with, the, with the best of them, and that's, that's why that's why this is happening. Everyone's on the bandwagon because they're good. Yeah, if and, they got knocked out in the in, in, in the qualifying stages, no if they no, didn't if they didn't win that final game to, to get through to the quarters, absolutely, this doesn't happen. No, so totally. this only happens because they're good. Because they're winning, and that yeah. winning is is yeah. everything. And, it's and great. let me say it's this though: the standard of football yeah, like, has surprised me. When you think of uh, and some other women's codes, that I mean, AFLW still a lot of work not, to do. Not and a it's, national, it's not domestic, a, it's not yeah, national. Correct. Thank you. Uh, the netball, of course, a little bit off Broadway in some respects. The World Cup, we won that, yeah, and didn't, they, you know, the girls didn't get paid a cent yeah, uh, compared point. to what the the women's footballers get. The cricketers are elite, and that's Ashes series was outstanding. So uh, all credit to them. And seven, I think, paid about four million dollars for the team. TV rights with Optus. The deal, the deal is massive unders. And now we've got England, the Lionesses. We broke their 30-match winning streak in April with a 2-0 win over there. It was a friendly. I want to know where Piers Morgan is right now. Well, no, no, no don't, don't I, worry. He's, I, want he's to already, know, I want to know where he is. is I, want he? Know, I want to know on 8.30 on, on <laughs> Wednesday night if we, can, if we can get through and shut that prick up <laughs> once and for all. I reckon you should tweet him. No, I, I haven't. I've been tempted, but I've, I, after a couple of drinks, I reckon. I? I reckon Wednesday's the night. I that that is the time to really get rolling. <laughs> it. But we're going to get across the line, and England's no uh, easy target. Got a few things to get through today. Skeeter, Thirsty Camel, Clanger of the Week. I know exactly where I'm going for this one. Don't run out of your favourites. <laughs> Grab your shelters at Thirsty <laughs> oh, really? Camel. Froth Town, it's here, Skeeter. It's this week. <laughs> it's this week. One of the long-running promos we've run on this podcast. <laughs> that began in 2022, that promo, didn't it? <laughs> Mate, it's because it's that good. It's That's fantastic, why. yeah. And I'll see you there uh, Friday, August 18, 19. If you don't have your tickets, go and get them froth.town. Now, um, let's get into some of the big moments of the round, Skeeter. Uh, do we start on the derby or do we want to break down the derby when we go through the, the actual game? Yeah, let's leave as little time as we have to to the derby be because let's be honest, uh, the biggest roar from the crowd came during the Matildas penalty shootout because Correct. after the first two minutes, in essence, it was the Eagles didn't show up. And I've seen the quotes in the paper today, which you are uh, pictured. I and saw that as if I've done an interview with the West. Well, you know. What, what they've said. Yeah, they've yeah, taken off the, Fox. Yeah, but yeah, it hasn't, hasn't said said via Fox footy, has it? It just said what they've said as if they've given me a phone call and I've given them a quote. Yeah, no, well, it's, is, oh, it's just how it goes. That's how it is. That's fine. I, 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 you say, no, I get quoted quite regularly for saying stupid stuff on this program. <laughs> on this one? <laughs> no, where? Well, by my mate saying, well, how could you say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, young blokes coming up to me. Anyway, it was a star-studded lineup in the West. It was Glenn Jakovic, Premiership. Ah, he- uh, sorry, it was Eagles hero, Will Schofield, Premiership player, Mark Murphy. 
and then it was like it was like a Sue Van Gisbert fan, <laughs> a fan from it nowhere. Technology found some random walking out after having sixty four shelters. Like, Let's see if we can. No, get they it. haven't found anyone, mate. They're just pulling it off social media. Oh, it's just off Twitter, it. is it? Yeah, okay. correct. Hey, can I just do one shout out to Jacko? I love him dearly. Yes, but we're sitting there uh, after the Matildas have won, and he's giving me score updates from the other game between England and Colombia, right. and he's going, "Oh, right, here we go. It's two uh, one Colombia, you know, pro- approaching full time." They did this for about. 45 minutes ago, oh, it's a huge shock. This is live. Huge shock here coming up. Colombia, England, uh, could they be knocked out? <laughs> and then he's giving another update. He goes, 93 minutes in. Hang on, I've got that wrong. It's England 2, Colombia 1. <laughs> and of course, he was looking at it the wrong way. He was looking at the wrong way. So I think his sister gave him the wrong info. So all the, I said, mate, if you've got any connections with Colombia, uh, hopefully you don't, <laughs> you're in all you're sorts dead, of mate. trouble. Uh, was Jacko strong on the radio coverage about the derby, about West Coast? Uh, not as strong as perhaps you have been since. Okay. Uh, but he, you know, he's been stronger this year, which you know suggests that he's probably getting used to that type of loss. Any, yeah. Anything else we can cover from the round? Carlton are absolutely sizzling. I will say that. Yeah, that's a, a big win for big them. Big win, Melbourne. controversial win, perhaps. Now I, I haven't seen the vision close enough. I've but, seen it. Um, are we happy it. with the goal review technology? Well, no, no, we're not. Because and we happy. Carl, I think Caleb Marchbank. Look, he said he touched it, so I'm not going to say he's a liar. And he's a ba- he's a backman. But so, so the honourable, <laughs> <laughs> honourable way. What do you mean? Have you ever heard a backman lie about anything? I mean, like even have you, Justin Lane. Have you ever though, seen a free kick given against a backman that was correct? And I they thought that was yeah incorrect. Yeah, and batsmen they never say I nicked it. But, but yeah, look, uh, Carlton flying, going beautifully. The other takeaways: Collingwood's win was brave. We'll, we'll go through that. But the top eight still has some. Some twists and turns, I believe, with two rounds remaining. Absolutely, there is. Uh, Sydney on. Are we? Has St Kilda made finals? I think so. I mean, their percentage is good. Their uh, game clear of 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 eighth, so they'd have to lose both. And Bulldogs win both. Essendon win both. GWS win both. Geelong's obviously in the mix. They've got a St Kilda this week. So I mean, it's it is possible they don't, but. You'd rather be in their shoes than someone outside the eight. Yeah, Adelaide probably can't make it, but I guess technically they can. Richmond are done, um, which isn't surprising to me. It's a great final finish to this year, Skeeter, and let's get into some of the games. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. <laughs> Jaden. There we go. Chuck a couple of dollars in the uh, yeah. fine jar there, Jaden. Yeah, just the mid-August, just the fatigue setting in. Jaden's starting to run out of petrol. Nah, I think he's just getting a little bit ahead of himself. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, uh, I reckon he's just he's a little bit ahead of some of his work this week, I think. Yeah, I will have to see. We're uh, talking off-field stuff? Oh, actually, something that I did want to touch on um, that I did forget off the top. Yeah. On Thursday, um, someone wrote in, some, some numpty, about right. my, my Hogan's Well, Joe's that day. was that was a good email. Someone wrote in about me running my mouth about I was going to do a naked lap of Optus. Yeah, no, yeah. Can you remember Eddie. me ever saying that? I can't remember yeah, it. Yeah, correct. But someone's – well, put it this way. They've messaged me, and I can't remember it, but I, don't, you, I can't remember what we've said half the year. <laughs> yesterday. I, I don't think I said it. Like, so I, I don't I, think – I can't remember what you saying. I actually stand by the fact that West Coast win the wooden spoon. I'm happy to reveal I would do a naked lap of Optus Stadium yeah, with nothing on because I'll be naked. I'll do a naked lap. So, so that's it. Jaden, you are a genius. That is brilliant. And uh, thanks for setting yourself up there, uh, Scully. Do you know what month he said that? 
So you don't remember it because I believe I said it to Merrick Watts. I don't oh. think you uh, you went on with what's your uh, no, I wasn't. So I did a bit of a one on one. It was a bit of a it was an interview that we encased in. So you yeah. try to be a smart ass and, and try and match his humour, and it's backfired spectacularly. So I have said I have said naked. What I haven't said is when I do this. So you empty uh, stand of course. Well, no, I mean it could be could be could be this At year, night. could be this year, could be next year, could be could be when. Yeah, you know, God, God forbid you. you the spirit you, you of, spirit to, of football, <laughs> mate. The spirit of Mark Reddings is watching on, mate. It could be in thirty years. Yeah, well, then, but then don't make stupid statements and not prepare to back it up. Oh, is that right? <laughs> is that right, Mark <laughs> Reddings? Okay. Uh, well, uh, well. Just remember, I've got one on you. I'm going to leave it till late in the show, but Another I've got one. a beauty on you. Another a, one. Absolute beauty. Okay. Yeah, which you, you, you won't know it's coming, but that's okay. okay. Let me drive by. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we had a good time and a function on Friday, though. We were very good form, you and I. You, you. Where was I? Oh, Friday lunch. <laughs> Where was I? I you talking about Friday night. No. Yeah, we did lunch Friday, yes. No, you were good. Like I say, you uh, had Josh Kennedy, very... He's a suave-looking, oh, intelligent he's suave, man. He's, he's, he's understated. He's, he's a champion, champion of the game. Yeah. Intelligent. But he was just a bit understated. So I had to sort of... Rev like, it up. Get a bit rogue. Yeah, that no, was good. Good was afternoon. Good. Fremantle defeat West Coast by 101 points. That's a good game, isn't it, West Coast? 75 points, the biggest margin before this one. 101. They get done by the... Uh, 100 points the fifth time this year. Uh, Collingwood had been done by uh, 100 points seven, seven times, times in the history of their yeah. football club, I believe. West Coast, five this year. Uh, biggest loss ever v Frio. Lowest ever score v Frio. Um, 17 consecutive goals by the Dockers. And, after. And this is all against the – what are they on? They're 14th on the ladder now. They climbed all the way up from 15th. You know, I I, I, I label that as the, the worst performance of the year from the West Coast Eagles. They've lost to Hawthorne by over 100 down in Tassie, but they were decimated by injury that, that time around. And then it just sort of started kicking in. Uh, they lost by, lost to Carlton by 100. Uh, Carlton are a good side. They're going to play finals this year. They um, lost to, who else they lose by 100? Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. I can give them that one. It's travelling away from home. You get a young side, doesn't know how to compete uh, up and down sort of part of the year. Who am I missing? Who else? You said Sydney, 170. Sydney, oh, that's right, 170 points. I, I witnessed that one. So that was 170 points. I think this is worse. The Derby doesn't mean – it's not the be all and end all, the Derby. It's, no. It's really not, and it's never been built up inside footy clubs in, 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 your in time, my anyway. time at mm-hmm. West Coast as something that's, you know, a, a final-like atmosphere. It does feel different because, um, you know – one of the games during the year, it's in front of Freo fans, and you're at your home stadium, but you got Freo fans, so it feels weird. Um, there's the there is a factor of okay, we know these guys, we see them around town, we want to beat them. They are our rivals, so I think there is a, a heightened level of competitiveness, and some have been more physical than others. We've seen the, the demolition derby, we've seen all of that. So I'm not saying that you need to go to another level in a derby, but it does happen. West Coast didn't rock up. They, they, they were there for five minutes and then completely unmotivated. That uh, they, they, were, they were so irrelevant in the contest. They were completely decimated, um, contested ball. Uh, this Fremantle side that cannot transition the footy just did what they liked. They, they literally just chipped walked around, the walked, they were witches' hats. You know that Essendon game we watched Essendon yeah. play? West Coast were far worse than them. There wasn't a winner at a position. I don't think there was one player where I walked away from West Coast singing, you know what, he probably beat his man and won the position. I don't think there was one. And that's the worst loss I've seen this year from West Coast by by a fairly long way. Mm. Well, that's a big statement. Any, but dis- any disagreements? No, it's, it's hard to argue. Mind you, there, there's a, a batch of performances in there which uh, means that 
the two steps forward taken by the Eagles after the win over North, the competitive performance against Essendon, and of course that harbours well for, for Adam Simpson's future, and, and of course Nizzi came out and he was speaking over the past week or so about the plans in place. Does this change the narrative for, for the footy club uh, with another two games to go, one against the Bulldogs, which again... Could be an ugly result. Bounce but back for Bulldogs. Yeah, back all of the above. But yeah, there are more questions and answers at the footy club for West Coast. I mean, on a playing front, Nick Nat likely to retire in the very short future. Yep. Um, you know, they're going to have changes in so many areas. There's going to be um, a lot of off-field changes. I still think that Trevor Nisbet will be there for 2024. Unless you've got a better option than Trevor Nisbet, he'll be there. And, and I've said that before. Like, you can't just suck the CEO because the team's not going well. You, you need a better well, replacement. They, Maybe they do. I don't know. Well, the ex- I think the next CEO will be... Internal. I think, no, I think it'll be external. Okay. I don't, I don't think... I'm not sure having an internal appointment after what's happened... It now, looks like things need to change. Yeah, exactly. And look, nizzy has been outstanding. He's done a lot of great work. But yeah, there needs a succession plan underway to, to make that transition. As for Adam Simpson... I still, I still think there's a, a question mark of sorts as to whether he'll be coached next year. But again, the the next question is okay to, to sack the coach, but who's available? Do you yeah. go with? Mind well, you, maybe they should have flown to the Melfi Coast. Gone, had a chat with Damon Hartwick with old mate um, Mark Evans. Yeah, possibly. Maybe they did. The other option is when you're talking coaches, Craig McRae's been a great example of picking the right development coach. You need the best development coach, I think, in the country well, this side at the need, moment. Well, this side needs to develop, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and this is, a, you know, they're talking the next two, three, four years. So, yeah, look, but on the weekend, look, it's hard to, hard to find any positives. I mean, Liam Duggan, I think, tried really hard. Yep. Um, Tim Kelly was okay at times. No, 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 sorry. I'll, I'll, I watched Tim, and, and I've been, a, I think I've been pretty fair on Tim Kelly this year. Like, I, I think he was leading the best and fairest at the start mm. of the year. T- Tim was pretty um, non-competitive from a defensive point of view as a midfielder. And that's not his strength either. either. But I watched him for fair parts. Um, not a lot of second, third efforts. And that was not just him. That, that was the midfield. That summed up what they did as a midfield. Uh, back line got their pants pulled down by Fremantle Dockers. And uh, the forward line couldn't fire because there was no entries. Jack Darling was poor, but he wasn't getting a lot of entries. and can't really do much if you're not getting the ball. Starvation corner. In there. So, And this is, again, this is against Freo Dockers. And this is no offence to the Dockers, but you're going no good this year. And you've just pantsed West Coast by 100 points. And did it on the bit. They really yeah, did. Like, it, it didn't a- even... No, so uh, the Dockers, the frustration for, for their supporters will be their performances have been elite at times, but there's been too much in between. So this this year in the bin, but I'll tell you what, there's not too many more excuses moving forward. They, they need to obviously draft well, but they need to, to be a lot better in 2024 for longer. Their start of the season, losing to St Kilda, losing to North, that set them back, as you say, 0-2, and two, very hard to play finals after that. Five goals to Lockie Schultz for the Glen Nenning Allen medal, 24 disposals. That's a big game. Uh, tied between he and Luke Jackson, but count back for three votes. Yeah, so, I think since 2018 there's been... Was there any feedback given to Jacko? Because I don't think Jacko gave... Jack, Jacko was a bit different to the other people. He gave Lockie Schultz one. Yes. And I think wasn't Jackson that, three, from memory. Yeah, wasn't happy with the... Th- wasn't happy with the five goals and 24 touches. To be fair, I think he gave his votes in about 10 minutes before. I think just just before Lockie... It's very difficult. Yeah, it's so difficult I look... given votes. Absolutely. So on that basis, I, I was in the box with him and it sort of, you could tell it was, oh, he's given the votes in and whether that had pushed him up to two or three. But yeah, he was the one that didn't give him three. The Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shoulders at Thirsty Camel. We haven't touched on this. Uh, the West Coast Eagles withdrew a player 20 seconds before the game. Now... Um, Speaking to a few people inside the footy club, they didn't feel like that was a massive deal. Well, it is. It doesn't happen every week. You, players don't 
warm up. I think probably in my whole career it happened about three times maybe, and I'm making that up. I remember one in particular, Bo Waters did his calf in the warm-up. Warm up, yeah. He literally that. did it That's in the warm-up. Yep, Subiaco, far end. I remember it happening. I was I was on him, and he, and he did his calf. And so someone was up in the stands. Can't remember exactly who it was. Uh, just be careful putting your head out there, Nick, just in case. Just just nice and slow. Yeah, you can go out there, mate. Go just... It's a couple of wild dogs. If, yeah, if, <laughs> if we don't see you again, it was nice to see you, mate. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Bo Waters, I remember. I don't remember any others, but I'm sure there was probably two or three more. Go back to who was that? This is during COVID times when the Eagles had Aaron Black over there in Melbourne and they had to bring down, I think Declan Mountford came down late in a lift because he was rushing right. on his emergency. I forget who the player was, but there was a late change there. But you're right, they are very, very rare. So this involved a case of Brady Hoff, who had been ill for... When I say ill, he yes. obviously uses Ventolin for, for asthma, yeah. asthma, asthmatic well, purposes. Well, yeah, I think he'd been sick all week. Yeah, so. so so he was in, if not in doubt, he was certainly on a watch set up. But the concern was from the doctors, and this happened obviously very late in the piece, that he'd taken too much dosage, correct? Yeah, yeah so my understanding is there's there'd be certain thresholds because uh, there's a steroid, like it's a steroid, a puffer Ventolin, um, yep. that goes in. And and if you have a prescription and it's legal, you can take them. But there is a, a starter. Yeah, there is there is a limit. You can't have fifty puffs of your puffer because mm. um, it's it's performance enhancing. But you can have it within a certain range to, you know, for your health. <clears throat> My understanding is he, he had too many. The doctors asked him, and he, and he was just honest about it. And they couldn't play him because if a drug tester rocks up afterwards uh, from Masada and you test positive for whatever that steroid is because you've gone over the threshold, you're out for two or three years. So can you just explain to me when it comes to the doctors? Would they have asked him that question? Like when he's out in the ground I'm during thinking, the warm-up before I, then? So I don't know what would have happened, but I assume this is an, an assumption yeah. only. Um, Brady goes to a doctor, you know, with t- two minutes to go in the warm-up, can I have a puff of my puffer? And the doctor might have gone, how many have you had today? Because the docs know what the threshold is. Mm-hmm. He might have just gone, oh, I've had like, I don't know, 15. Oh, I've been I've been trying to clear myself up. Yep. And then the doc would have gone into panic mode. What do you mean you've had 15? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then, well, that, potentially he gets week. tested after the game if he if he is over the, the limit. And then he's done for two three years. There's Bang. no there's no um, there's no uh, I I didn't know you yeah. don't get to do no that. we don't and fair enough as well. So yeah. let's just play. Despite there's been a lot of criticism, despite all that, I think the give doctor's cre- move was absolutely one hundred percent spot on. Great credit to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, it could have been could have been an absolute disaster. <clears throat> exactly right, mate. So um, massive tick from the medical staff and and probably from the club to be honest to make it happen so quickly because it's absolute mayhem down on the bench at that stage of the game if you've got to pull you know take something out of the game Jack Williams wouldn't have been sitting in his gear he would have been mm. he would have been in the players like lounge that watches over in in normal kit so uh, I saw footage of him warming up halfway through the first quarter because he was wouldn't mm. know gold is so I think all of that it's actually a credit to the club how they did it um Look, I, I was working on the boundary. I, I don't think I don't think all of that was handled very well from the footy club, um, from a from an in and out perspective. Transparency from a, from a transparency perspective. Everyone was pretending like they didn't know what had happened, and they want to control the messaging. And look, I, I think that's a bit of a summary over the whole year. They've tried to control a lot of the messaging. Um, maybe just put out what's going on, and people can get on and deal with it. It's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. That that story to me is it? Is it a big deal to you? I, I don't think that's a big deal. I think I, I think it's a great save. Yeah, um, and, and look, whether it's uh, Hoff should have known and had better education as to as to what he can and can't take. Maybe. Either way, bottom line is it could have been a young kid's career yeah, uh, sliced 
in half because of, of something silly. So, yeah, I, I'm always, I don't know I'm a journalist. So I, I always think, particularly in modern, you know, modern times, footy clubs, not just the Eagles here, but try to hide things uh, on a regular basis or not just come out and say, this is what happened, own it. Uh, now, whether you've made a mistake or not, even Ross Glendening came out on Friday and said it at the, at the luncheon, you know, I got it wrong. And guess what? People, not say they love it, they go, oh, People okay. do love it. They mate. move on. It's honestly, this, just, I mean, this isn't the first time I've spoken about this on this podcast. If you just say what's going on, it it leaves uh, grubs like you and I in the media skeet are very little to talk about because it's just yeah. I'll talk about myself. I'm a grub. You're a uh, esteemed uh, member of Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, we can't pick something apart if it's the truth. But but also, if you it's like in life. If you if you come out and own something, oh, apologise, got it wrong. Um, I do it every every week at home. <laughs> <laughs> How much sort of things do you get right? Oh, Just I, about everything. I say sorry. I reckon the ratio is ninety nine percent to. I think my wife said sorry once, but that was uh, she wanted to run run over my foot. But that was like that's the only time I've got a sorry. She's like the Fonz. She's never been wrong. <laughs> She's like the Fonz. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Michelle Footy Car. Oh, I love it dearly, God. of course. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, now, I'm going to come back to this little bit at the top, I think. Let's get into the rest of the round. I don't yep. think we're, we're not doing this uh, thing. At the, uh, anyway, Collingwood defeat Geelong by eight points Friday night footy. It was a huge game, uh, and it lived up to expectation, to be honest. High-scoring game. Uh, Collingwood come out um, a little bit unders. Cats, mm. Cats were on top in this game. They started well, started hot, actually. Then the Pies put the foot down. Premiership quarter, third quarter, had a big one. Um, a few stories to come out of this one. Darcy Moore with a hamstring. That's huge. That's that's massive for them. Yeah, you know, again, he, and look, this might have been their initial impression that it wasn't anything untoward, but and a lot of them say, well, it's a neural or awareness, whatever they say. But bottom line, you could see once he'd done it that he had a hamstring issue. So ordinarily, now, I don't think we'll see Darcy back until the qualifying final, yes. which well, it's a two rounds, a break, perfect. And hopefully that, that's the case. But yeah, it was a really courageous performance by Collingwood, given the loss of their captain. Uh, they got jumped by... Geelong, and uh, you know, I've got my clanger coming up in this one. This is involving a uh, yeah, yeah. Just it just involves the boundary umpiring, which might have just had a, a little moment or two. Jeremy Cameron kicked seven. Should he have kicked seven? Well, who knows? Well, people say he should have kicked ten. But yeah, he possibly. Probably, he, probably, <laughs> he, he kicked seven goals, four, but two of those goals, yeah. two of them, two of them. One, one not so much. One, yeah, one's I think. So you're going to roll out a little bit of a thirsty camel clanger oh, on the weekend? I, I think there's there's one that deserves notification here, just because yeah. of the the umpiring. Well, the umpires do a super job. <laughs> Ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, but I, I think you have. Even they've come out and said, "Look, we, we got that one wrong." Yeah. So we're so not going to whack one, them hard. This is the handball around the back, yeah, which is a ripping goal, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know when Jeremy Cameron kicks those snaps, and they're like they're vicious, like they, they, they rip from left to right. You know he's on, but he's he's kicked that from the fourth tier of the stand. I reckon. Yeah, it was a ripper, and look, he's a superstar. His best at the start of the year has been outstanding. That was uh, arguably his best performance of the year. But uh, bottom line is, cats. Get rolled. My check finds some form. Five goals next to his name. That's huge for him. And a bloke called Dacos without Nick in the side. Josh, he uh, he'll that. be getting close to some Brownlow votes on uh, on what he, we saw on Friday night. Josh Dacos has thirty seven disposals. Is he moving in front of Nick Dacos? Is he a better player than Nick Dacos? Is he separating the family name? I got a few things on this now. I saw some stuff during the week from Pete, the dad, Pete, Pete, Peter Dacos, great of the game, legend of the, the game. The Macedonian Marvel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've heard that before, the Macedonian Marvel. So I'm all, all but respect, but but you know what Peter Dacos is now? He's a father. And you know what? As a father or a mother or relative, I like 
sit back and don't uh, say much. Pete's injecting himself into the conversation. He's not happy with the treatment Nick's getting out there on the field. Pete, umpires aren't looking after nah. him enough. He wasn't happy with the incident that his son was injured in, uh, which was a complete football incident. Absolutely. Pete, you looked very silly. I mean, I'm, I'm, if we're and talking he's about a great, first, no, great. Thirsty Camel Clayer, like, I. I've, I've there be players around that had parents getting involved. Has your mum, did mom, your mum ever ring up a radio station? Mum rang up a radio station <laughs> in, my, in my first year. Mum rang a radio station. She'll be listening, so I'm sorry, mum, but I've got to do this to you. Yeah, she rang up a radio station. I look. I on reflection, um, I really love what she did. West Coast at the time, 2007, were absolutely copying it. Probably very similar to right now in the media. But it was around culture mm. and that drug culture. And I was there as an 18-year-old. Mate, I can tell you right now, that wasn't the case inside those four walls. It might have been outside and there was clearly things going on. But I, as a young kid in that club, I saw nothing. You know, And, and mum knew that. And, and the club had pulled me in from interstate. They'd give me a host family. And I was just loving my time over here and saying how good that club was. And it was. It was such a great club to, to develop in. Mum had had enough, basically, of the SEN talk back. She rang up and just sprayed, sprayed the hosts, sprayed people having a go. You don't know what's going on in there. And it was Jan Schofield, mother of Will Schofield. Oh, so that she didn't hide from the fact that it was? No, nah, no. Nah. It, uh, it was very much. Anyway, it got back to me a day later that that had happened. I had, I had probably one of the more stern conversations I've had with my mum ever and said, do, do, do not, do not, no, it doesn't matter how much you hate it, does not, doesn't matter what you do and she, to her credit, never rang up again. I yeah, said, and to be fair, because it puts fair. it puts the player in a in a it's a difficult position. And put yourself in a parental situation which you are now. Yeah. And if your son or my daughter is copying flack unnecessarily, yes. or, or where she works, when you know they've been extremely supportive from people like <laughs> old mate, exactly. Well, all of us. I think you're entitled. Well, not entitled. I can understand. Yes. You not being able to hold your tongue. Yes. Any longer. So no, I I get it. I mean, Jason Ball's mum did it once going back many years ago, and <laughs> she yeah she. Cop to a bit, well, more he cop flack about your mum ringing up, but we're getting back to Peter Day, of course. Yes, by and large, particularly when you're a, a player of, of his standing, that helps nothing. That helps just, nothing. Just sit back, um, yes. just let let it all play out. They're big boys now. They handle themselves. I know you. They handle themselves. I think publicly no, never, so well. I've never commented on them as no, humans. Sort of, they're great. They're clearly great people. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to. It'd be just nice to have them separated once. Well, they are at the moment. They're Mate, not Josh, together. The first question Josh was asked on the ground. What do you think Nick's thinking? Genuinely. The bloke's just beaten Geelong. <laughs> 37 He said 37. And the first fucking question was, what do you think Nick's thinking at home? I wish Josh said, I don't give a fuck what Nick's thinking. I'm the best in the fucking family. <laughs> this is me. This is my time. 79,000 there, by the way, at the G on Friday night. Patrick. <laughs> 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 just trying to get this uh, yeah sorry yeah. get it moving Patrick Dangerfield back to his best he was quite good but they don't get it done now Skeet I've been rolling out my ladder predictor oh I know it's been outstanding <laughs> it's going as well as your tips and your Coleman medal hey oh, no, I, hey, not dead yet hey, no, not. don't don't $1.36 $1.36 Charlie Kerno, but fine. you've got two big games yeah. and uh, I've got my money where my mouth Sydney, is Sydney and you've also got uh, the West Coast Eagles who could concede 53 goals in round 24 that's correct well, and, he's Shannon Hearn and, and, and Luke Shuey's last game yeah and Mark Reddings is backing in the unbackable favourite I haven't backed anyone and you're just declared someone a certainty well someone's put uh, 10,000 simulations of the final two rounds using probabilities off betting sites, off past results, off injuries. There probably is not a more um, comprehensive list of what will happen um, 
for finals coming forward, right? 10,000 simulations. Who's so, look, machinations. Just, just chucked it into a big simulator, skate, running through. So, Grand Turismo, Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane are 100% chance of making it. No matter what happens, they could all lose. Everyone else could win every game. They will make it regardless. Carlton are a 99.4% chance of making finals. With all different simulations, yeah, getting the simulations. I've worked at ninety nine percent. Does this help sound. you when I do this with my body and my arms? <laughs> St Kilda seventy six percent chance. The Bulldogs seventy three percent chance. Sydney, right, are eighth. They are sixty five percent chance, and then it drops right away. Geelong have a twenty six percent chance of making it. GWS has twenty four percent chance. Adelaide twenty two. Essendon eleven, and then no one else has a chance of making it. Everyone else is zero including West Coast. So what you said after two minutes is that the top eight's going to stay the same, essentially. Well, is Sydney in the eight right now? I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you probability. I'm giving you a probability, Skate. So you just said outside the top eight, the percentage has dropped to about 20%. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is what we sort of, we sort of can see. That, yeah, anyway. Did you run the simulations? Though? I've run no simulations. What have you run? I've just looking my eye over the ladder. That's all I look at. Essendon defeat North Melbourne by nine points in Ben Cunnington's farewell. Uh, they, kick, they, 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 they let him go in style, I reckon. He kicked two goals. He had a really good game, and it looked like they really, you know, they, they lifted. They don't get a win. It's their 19th uh, in, in a row. They're worse since 1932, that streak, which is quite a long time ago, Skeeter. Yeah, and they, they're sort of thinking, I think, the Eagles aren't going to be winning a game. Uh, North Melbourne, did they want to win the game? Probably for Ben, but... That result, again, a bit like the previous week with the Eagles and Essendon. They were very competitive for a long time. They lose by nine. They did enough to, to show Ben Cunnington the respect he deserves. And uh, Essendon get away with a win and keep their slim final chances alive. There, as a percentage outside the eight. I reckon they've, they've played their best footy, though, for the year. The Bombers, just a gut feeling that they, they're probably just running out of petrol. Yeah, I don't think they're making finals, but it was good to see them get up for a champion of their club. Uh, Nick Martin's a gun. He kicked three, had 32. Like That's mm. a big game. And it's someone who slipped under the um, you know eyes of everyone over here in the West, West Australian. Board. Yeah, well, the train at the Eagles, didn't he, for some time, or over the summer, going back a couple of years, and his first game, probably the most... Memorable first game I can recall. I think he had 37 and kicked five or something. Yeah, he's a big-time player, and uh, we like what he's doing on the field. Just one last thing on this game. LDU, he's a freak. He had 28 kick one, but the way he plays, I reckon he's got a brown low in him. If, if North can get their club up and going in two, three, four, five years, he'll be their best player, and the way he plays is like all Australian, best and fairest, brown low type player. Agree, disagree? No, I agree with that, and also point out that Nick Larkey with five goals has 56 Good for the player. year. They have won two games of football. To kick 56, and bear in mind, that's gone close to winning the Coleman medal in the last couple of years. Yes. That's that's huge. And so, not saying in a better side, but gee, if he's committed long-term, which I think he is... How many uh, is Oscar Allen kick? Oscar Allen has 46 goals, which is, Not again... a good effort. That's a very good effort. Time to put him on ice, though, don't you think? Well, he's, oh, he's banged he's, up. We'll, he's yeah. hurt his elbow. Yeah, he's, he's banged up. His, he's got both shoulders But you stabbed. know what? A bit like I've been told Luke Shuey wants to play this week against the Bulldogs, but there's no way you're going to be you're playing. You're not playing him. No, totally. Do you play... We'll tell, we'll tell you right now in the Shelter Footy cast, he's not playing. No, he won't. No, I mean, him and Hearn aren't playing this, this he week. shouldn't play Oscar yet. Allen either. So, yeah, but Oscar Allen... As a player, I don't know. You tell me. Do you think Oscar Allen, we've sort of veered away, he'd want to play in the last round again yes. for the two yes. retiring? But give him a rest this week. Yes. What, what's to no, be gained? 100% agree. Sydney defeat Gold Coast by 24 points. Sydney in the eight for the first time since round five. So and they, 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 yeah. They are coming. They, so are, they are playing some good footy. They're on a bit of a roll. Um, they've got a... 
They've got five in a row. Yeah, five in a row, and they've got a nice mix of goal kickers. Haywood, yeah. McDonald. So this is the thing you're banging on with. Yeah, buddy. No, also, I know yeah. the buddy we've moved thing. on from that. You've retired him, but the spread of goal kickers is important, and yeah. I think that was always going to be the case. Uh, not saying it's beneficial, but and also their goal kicking accuracy, eighteen six. It's been a bit of a trend. They've been really and. Quite often, if you can have your radar on, you're going to win most games. Oh, if you, they if you lose, do they? They was it a draw or lost? The was it Richmond at the SCG? Tom Hickey missed about three goals. Oh, they, they lost to Richmond. I remember I was flying back yeah. from Paris. I saw the plane on the plane. Just like oh. sliding those in, don't you? Yes. No, well, I've got I nothing. I'm stuck here. Oh, but we we. Anyway, yeah. uh, once again, the Gold Coast Suns uh, look irrelevant. Well, relevant away from home. That's what we do. Relevant this year, mate. No, when are they no. going to finish? What are they going to be? Thirteenth, fourteenth, shock. Fifteenth you know I mean? at the moment. They've changed their coast. They're fifteenth. They've lost two in a row. They are the most irrelevant football club. You couldn't name their top ten best players. That hasn't changed. Bringing in Damien Hardwick isn't going to change that in the short term, in my opinion. I don't think they've got the cattle right now. They've got some players. But they've they got some good players. They've that, got Rao, Wits, you, you, Miller. They've got, they got and your King. team. Your team is not. You know, your, your team best, is not right. your best ten. It's your bottom. Every, yep. every team in the competition has ten good players, and I don't think Gold Coast has. But even if they did, it's their bottom 12 mm. on the field, which is really letting them down. And although they need a developer. Damien Harwick's a great coach, premiership coach. He's been a developer. But can he go back to the well? Because it's not like rocking up at Richmond this offseason. It's rocking up at the Gold Coast Suns. They've been the most irrelevant football club in the co- competition and for the a long culture. time. And the culture, you can talk about culture. They have got, and some of it is the environment they're in, but unfortunately... They need to turn the wheel pretty quickly here because uh, there's a lot of money being poured into the Gold Coast Suns. I want them to go well. You want them to go well. The competition needs this team to do something because there's been so much money invested into it and we haven't seen any fruits. That's a very good point. No fruit for us. Brisbane defeat Adelaide by six points. Another honourable loss for the Crows. They've been been good this year, Adelaide, but this was my... uh, Bottom-up roughly of the week, unfortunately. Was it? Yeah, Adelaide to win up what there. What was mine? Can you remember what mine was? Yeah, I do, I think. Yeah, I think yours was the Suns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so just remember last week, we both collected our bottom-up roughly of the week. This week, back to first the normal year, transmission. Well, I think I almost picked Hawthorne. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I you almost, but you didn't. <laughs> so uh, off the back of that... Uh, <laughs> Of the bag of that. Speaking of good goal kicking, 15-9 by Brisbane. Uh, didn't see much of this game um, myself, but... The oh, ad- sorry, a bit. Yep. Tell you why. I was looking up Tex, big Texan. Oh, yes, you're on the, the Texan train. Uh, he kicked 2-2. Two, two. Oh, sorry, he kicked 2-3. Should have been four. The, the two that he missed, I saw, he should have kicked four. And that would have put... How, how he's mu- five behind. Well, so it would have put him three behind. It would have, could have. He's yeah. five behind. Well, I can still guarantee you he will win the Coleman. It was a good game by Tex. Just kept in line because our man... Uh, Charlie Kerno, uh, he had the two goals two as goals, well. Yep. So just kept things nice and even. Uh, Jack Duck, uh, Jack Gunston did his MCL, unfortunately, so that'll be him done for the year. Uh, Mitch Hinge hurt his knee uh, for Adelaide. So they've had a wretched run in their back half. Yeah, um, Harris Andrews was very good. He's had a huge back end of the season for them. Uh, Brisbane undefeated at the Gabba this year. I'm not surprised at that. No. they can play there. Well, absolutely. They can't play anywhere else. Neil, Zorko, McCluggage, Berry. They've got the mids to do it. Well, they do at the Gabba. Yeah, of yeah, course they do. Yeah, well, let's... let's Look at the, the numbers now, and you talk about ladder predictors. They're currently second. Now, they've got Collingwood this they sack, week. Are they second on the ladder? My and God. so second on the ladder, should they stay there? Should they stay there? They get potentially two looks at playing finals at the Gabba, uh, qualifying prelim straight into a grand final, if that's the case. 
you wouldn't back against them no. being able to do that. So yes. the next fortnight is huge. Is huge for them. You're right. Um, if they slip to third, of course, then they um, conceivably so they're, they're play Port Adelaide. Second on percentage, yep. obviously. Um, Port Adelaide, same points, but they're not going to catch them percentage wise. Um, Melbourne going to be difficult for them to get in, but they they have a bigger percentage than Brisbane. So that's why that was a big big win by Carlton on the weekend against Melbourne. It was huge, massive ramifications. But Brisbane's win, not. Unexpected Adelaide. I think I think they get a tick this year. They're not playing finals. Yeah, they do. They get a big tick. I think Matty Nix has done a really good job. The trouble is, te- I mean, t- how long is Tex going to keep going around for? Oh, he's got another year contract. He's signed okay. another. Well, year. I, I'm not not yeah. trying. To, I, I'm not trying to retort to a great forward in, in this league. No, no, no. Like, just, you, can read, you can read the tea leaves and, and read the play. And then, I'm just saying he's an older player, and we've seen similar with Tom Hawkins. He's just done, done a hammy. They've been great players for for so long. But there does come a time when your body starts to let you down. And we haven't seen it from Tex yet, touch wood, which is great. But he's a senior player who's kicked a lot of goals for them. For them to go on, they need to replace that, which they've got a couple of young uh, you know, lads coming through. But that'll be one big, big part of it, I think. Yeah, I mean, but, Fogarty's been around a while. <clears throat> good player. Good player, but yeah, it's hard to replace Phil, Tex. Phil, Phil Thorpe? Till Thorpe. Phil Thorpe is Phil, a very good Phil player, Thorpe. highly... Drafted player, highly uh, drafted. Well, he was he was certainly top ten from yes. memory. South Australian boy. Yep. So he's he's a gun. Uh, but yeah, he needs to come on in the next twelve months. Carlton defeat Melbourne by four points. This was a ripper, um, as you said. They said people said it was an outstanding game. Now again, we were at the Derby. Yes. Uh, and I didn't see much of this at all. But I wish I was watching the Carlton Melbourne. Yeah, game. I know that would have been nice. I should have done that. Put that on the telecast and then just padded my way through Remotely. the West Coast Fremantle game. Good game. Low scoring. Uh, and, Eight in a row. and Carlton able to do what they've done for the past two months. They've now put together, after losing six in a row, they've now won eight on the trot, I think it is. It's eight in a row. That's right. Just said that. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll keep my eye for, yeah. I'm oh, just uh, repeating. I'm, I'm still waiting what you've got. For, you said you've got something. Yeah, we'll just leave it to the death. Okay. Um, now, uh, I don't know what was going on with Carlton. What was happening with them? Why did they lose six in a row? Because you look at them right now on paper and the way they're performing, this is what we expected out of them. I wonder what was actually the issue. Like, well, Michael Voss, fixed something. Michael Voss kept saying the indicators were good Yep. Uh, you know, when it came to, to aspects of the game that he thought they needed to, to win. And obviously, the contested footy has been really good in their winning streak. Um, what I think has been impressive about Carlton is their lesser-known players have been able to step up and play a role. So, uh, and always kicks a cap on the weekend. Um, Cripps obviously very good. Um, he didn't get injured, did he? he was all no, he was okay. He was all good. Nick Newman, another good game from him. He's big, had a big, big month. Nick Newman. He's playing some huge. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't think if you put your top half a dozen players together at Carlton, he's necessarily no. in there. So, I think you're right. I think it's the depth or the their, their lesser knowns have have been well, able to step up because they've had injuries. They've had to because they've got a huge injury list. Um, Adam Chera is still out, is he? Sam, yep. Uh, Sam Walsh is still out. Uh, they're missing Harry Mackay. Like, like, are, are they missing Harry Mackay? Mm, Skater. I mean, are they missing? No, well, you, no it's, you're, that's entitled to, you're entitled to play him once he comes back into the side. But it's a you know he has to earn his place with fitness and and does he have to play a game back in the twos? I mean, is he is he beyond that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Clayton Oliver, our man, was uh, back into the uh, side skater, 27 and 9 clearances. Yeah, that's a, that's a tick. First yeah. up after so long out. I would say so. Brody Grundy, experiment failure. He came in, had nine disposals, had some hit outs. I don't know what the percentage was in terms of time forward and time in the up. If you have 11 hit outs, it means he spent some time um, as a backup ruckman. Uh, yeah, I, 
I don't know if they'll continue with that. They've clearly, they're clearly still searching with how to kick goals. Yeah, they've lost here by four points. I understand it's a low-scoring game, but they haven't scored over ninety points often this year, and that they haven't. Uh, or am I speaking completely out of school here? Especially in the back half. I think they've struggled to score, haven't they? Absolutely. And that, that's why Harrison Petty was so important for yeah. them. What are you I'm not sure. Scale? I just tried, had some. I had an AFL website on. Is that I don't know. No, I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how that's done, but uh, they keep going. Um, Harrison Petty. I'll turn it back to uh, airplane mode. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. I love my phone. Uh, Petty out for the year doesn't help them either. I was just trying to look at their, their run, out, run home. They've got Hawthorne this week at the MCG, which is now not a gimme game. Yes. I don't know who they got in the last round. I was, okay. I was trying to get that from my phone. What's the, who are you looking for? Melbourne. All right. Because they're obviously third. Melbourne are playing Sydney in the last round. Ooh, again, that's at the SCG, I'm guessing, yes. as well. And that's when Buddy might do a little lap of the ground, I'm tipping. Okay. There who we knows? Go. Um, good game. They reckon one of the best of the weekend. I didn't see it. <laughs> Hawthorne defeat <laughs> Bulldogs. Hawthorne defeat Bulldogs by three points. Jeez, there were some close games this week. Oh. Carlton defeat Melbourne four. Brisbane, Adelaide six. Essendon, North nine. Collingwood, Geelong eight. Hawthorne to Bulldogs three. Yeah, that's what you want, is it? Good round of footy. Absolutely. And Hawthorne's win just validates exactly what you've been saying for a while about Sam Mitchell and the team he's developing. And uh, you keep thinking in two to three years, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with, providing they, they still have to draft and make sure they get their decisions right. But what they've coming up with over the past uh, two weeks, for instance, against quality opposition has been terrific. You'd have to say that given the lists that are out there and what was on the line for the Bulldogs and what is on the line for the Bulldogs. Sam Mitchell outcoaches Luke Beveridge in this one? Yeah, bear in mind, your man, your favourite player, yes. Liberatore. Libra, concussed. Concussed. He's out next week as well. Yeah, so that that this week's not so important, obviously, against the Eagles, with yes. all due respect, but his absence yesterday, well, that may have been the difference because... John Newcomb went off 40 disposals and a goal. That would have been his direct opponent. They're, they're like for like, in and under, head to head. Jai Newcomb's big game is directly correlated to Libba not being out there. Can finals? Can, sorry, can Hawthorne play finals next year? Of course, I can. What have yeah. they won this year? They've won seven matches. They've got to win another like five. From, even if they don't win another one this year, they've got another five or six matches next year. Yeah, absolutely doable. What, what, quick question for you: I've just seen Vision at the end of that game. I think less than a minute remaining. A behind school by Hawthorne. Forty seconds left. Forty seconds left. Tim English has the kick-in duties. Now, I can't imagine that would have been a design that has been set up at training that the Ruckman, who is the player that he kicked to down the middle with 40 seconds remaining, how did they get this so wrong? Not only is he the guy you kick to, but they're not commonly known as the, the, the greatest thinkers in the team, I wouldn't have thought, anyway, in my experience. I've played with some of the greats. Like, I'm talking Dan yep. Cox, Nick Nananui, Nathan Vardy, Scott Lysett, my premiership teammates. Not a lot, you know, there is some issues getting things from up top, of, you know, way up there in the sky down to their feet and, the, and in between sometimes. I'm not sure what Tim was thinking. So, I, well, why did he have the kicking duties? I, well, I don't, I don't know. I, so, again, I'm trying to ask. A so, di- so, Ed Richards, who um, runner uh, can kick the ball a mile, was standing next to him. So, I, I thought maybe the only circumstance would have been if it was like a quick play, the Ruckman are sprinting back to the final line, and then there's no one else around and they have to get it back in. That's the only time that they kick out. Dean Cox kicked out one time for West Coast, turned it over. He didn't, he never kicked out again. <laughs> and we used to remind him of it very often. Mate, they've had an absolute mare here. If you're the Ruckman and there's 40 seconds left, the time's not ticking. 
in, when they kick out. The, the, the clock stop. Of course. Put the ball on the ground and start and get your head down and start running down the middle of the ground. I think that there's their concern that the, the zone or whatever the setup Hawthorne had might have been influenced by, or let's get this moving quickly. Which I know is, the time which, stops. No, because he got told to play. Like, he just butchered it, mate. Yeah, and then he he's tried to make it up. And then he started trying to think. He started and to living try, his way. He tried to think his way through it. And that's where he got himself in a real trouble. Ruckman trying to think their way through situations. You get yourself in a real trouble. He started running sideways and doing things. And he tried to kick it. And then he handballed it. And the absolute shit show holding the ball. <laughs> the ball came over. Just kick it out of the middle, Tim. It's We've simple. been doing it since year eight. Like, genuinely, as a child, you were taught. you Must have known there's only. 40 seconds he left. knew mate he bloody knew he's just a ruckman St Kilda <laughs> defeat Richmond by 36 points uh, Richmond done and dust see you later St Kilda one win away from guaranteeing themselves playing finals we would not have said that at the start of the year Skeeter I don't care what you say no, I agree um, uh, Richmond's 8th loss at Marvel Stadium in a row since Damien Harwick infamously declared <laughs> I hate coming here they've never won since uh Tigers, they're done. We said that. Max King, six goals. Uh, he's big for St Kilda. Six. Um, they've kicked 14, and they have had trouble scoring this year. No, you're right. Their St Kilda was good St Kilda are six. They are playing finals intensity football. Look, oh, I'd still like to play them in, in the finals. But Ross Lyon, he won't be coach of the year, but he should be considered one of the better uh, performers. They've built their game on forward pressure. Yes. Um, Gresham kicks three goals here. Uh, high in tackles in Kilda. Jack that, Sinclair's a gun. Yep, they put pressure on the opposition. And if you can stand up to it, you can beat them because they're, they're, they're not a Collingwood. They're not as highly skilled as other no, clubs. But if you succumb to the pressure, which Skeet, I will say, finals footy, that's where it happens. Yep. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't just write Discount them off. Them. No, no right? I agree. Because they do play a finals brand, and that's what Ross Lyon does. Now... He needs the he needs the players to be able to go one step further and win himself a premiership, but he he breeds a culture that is finals footy. Like that's he's a smart coach. I wouldn't discount and say if, if the ladder was as it is now for the first week of the finals, I wouldn't discount say St Kilda taking on Sydney. I'm presuming at uh, MCG or Marvel. <laughs> it feels like it a dead rubber almost. Like yeah. given both the seasons are both had. Yeah, but I can see them winning a final. Yeah, I don't think they can't win it in my mind, but I can see them winning a final, which would be a massive result for, for the Saints, given, I think, what all of us thought with their list, with their injuries at the start of the year. I expected this one to be closer. It's the last game of the round. Port Adelaide defeat GWS by 51 points. I mean, Port Adelaide need a, they no, needed no, a statement. You yeah. didn't expect it to be closer. You tipped the Giants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you write these down? No, I must remember. You, you tell me you don't remember anything, but you, you seem to remember. I remember. I'm selective memory. So is this, was that the zinger you had for me? You've got another no. zinger. Nothing to do with footy. Okay. <laughs> she was like, can't wait. Port Adelaide defeat GWS. I did pick the Giants because I'm on them. I bought a membership over the weekend. <laughs> you did buy it? I bought, no, I, no, I, I almost bought one Thursday. Yeah. But I bought it on the weekend. I'm a GWS so what, what did it cost? $180. So $180. That ain't that now worth about $120 because I've dropped about $60 because they're not playing finals now. Well, why aren't they playing finals? Well, they might play finals. Hey, I'll, I'll give you twenty four point zero seven percent chance of playing finals. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance, mate? Exactly. Uh, Thanks, look, Jim Curry. Port Adelaide were never losing this. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Um, I didn't buy the membership, by the way, but I am still considering it. No, I haven't bought it. Don't look at me like that. Uh, they've got to win their last two games to play finals, so it is in their hands. They'll still. beat the Bombers, I think. Oh, there you go. So you tell me there's a chance. Port Adelaide back to their best after four straight. If they lose five, if they lost five mm. straight. You start questioning their finals credentials altogether. So they had to win that. Um, quick out of the blocks, Port Adelaide. Giants sort of started coming back in the middle of the game, but too little, too late. 
And again, I'm not, without discounting what happened here, Will the Rioli kicked three, so too Todd Marshall. Horn Francis, Francis with three. three. 27 disposal three. Yeah. Miles um, Bergman with three as well. So a nice spread of goal kickers. When you're kicking 21-10, that's a lot of looks at the at the goals. And th- this, I'd suggest, an absolute aberration for the Giants from what we've seen. They've been really competitive yep. even in their losses. So they've been up for a long time. They've played some super footy, but Port simply non-negotiable this result. Next two weeks for them, they've got Fremantle here. Now, given they'll be barracking big time for Collingwood to, to knock over Brisbane, yes. if they can get the result here, Collingwood w- wins. Therefore, they've just got to win their final game of the season. They finish top two. So there's so much at stake here. Ken Hinkley not far away from being re-signed. Uh, David Kosh has sort of put that out there. Um, right. Not 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 discount. I mean, Port's had their little little slump. They've had some injuries, but yes, oh, you know, a bit like Collingwood, who've had a couple of weeks off the uh, off the radar. And it's interesting to see what they do now, Collingwood. Uh, with their their list and do they you know apparently Collingwood are in a in a high loading training phase so Lee Spur told me this not sure how much Spur knows it's very good I don't I don't know he he told me this on Friday Night Lights on six PR that Collingwood right now are in a high loading phase so what that means is during the season you're just in a maintenance phase and you you just get from week, week to week, to week mm. you get your work in on the weekends and you try and make sure you're not injured Collingwood have gone. They're trying to get work in so finals they can maintain that fitness. Darcy Moore's just done his hammy. So I don't think Lee Spurs far from the truth here. Hammies happen when you overload parts of your body, whether it's your back, whether it's your glutes, whether it's your actual hammies. They don't they don't happen in low low uh, load phases. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you can just if you just played all year um, and you didn't worry about training at all. That you'd you'd get a lot of you get, wouldn't get as many soft tissue injuries, but um, the high performance managers at the football clubs are trying to find areas in the seasons where you can build your fitness a little bit. Apparently, Collingwood's doing that right now, and if that's the truth, and they've done a hammy to their captain, I reckon there'll be some decent meetings Monday morning right now. Mm. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footy Cast. Just let me know when this Zingerberg is coming out of your pocket, Skeet. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going through uh, the show. Oh, just a little just on, the, on the way out. We'll just okay. say goodbye with it. Thank you. Uh, so I'm glad you've led with that off the show, and I've been asking about it the entire show. I'll tell you <laughs> what, it better be good. That's not that good. Uh, we've got the listener questions and interactions. Yep, let's go. Swazi, Skeet's retiring Nick now, now, is he? Question mark. Well, I think he's about to retire, yeah. Oh, well, so, well, Swazi, come back to me in a week, Swazi, and you'll be Swahili because I'm, I'll be, I think I'll be right. That's just my opinion. We're allowed to. That's my opinion. I have retired him because I think he's going to retire. That's what I've been told by people. So um, I didn't retire, Buddy Frank. I said he's you just did. Did, no, you did do that. That's I said he, I said he, I predicted he'd retire mid-season. Yeah, predicted and, forced. And what happened? <laughs> yes, you retired, Buddy Frank. Just say it. I didn't retire him. He injured it. himself. I predicted that he'd get injured, and he retired. <laughs> yes, you did, Skater. Swazi, just watch this space. B Wood two four six two. We've got the postcodes coming in the Skater. <laughs> Should the Eagles recruit another ruckman in the uh, twenty five to twenty nine age group in case we get injuries? E.g., Tom Hickey type player that we don't have to trade for. Do you don't, think that would be a good idea? I don't mind. I think there's talk of a Nick Bryan. There's talk of, of lesser lights in the rucking. Um, realm in the AFL that they're looking at, which I I don't have an issue with because Harry Barnett's still probably what a year or two away from from really pressing for selection. Maybe next year. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him this season. But I I, I wouldn't be going crazy to get a, a recognised ruckman per se. Yes, I, I don't mind that idea. 
Guy4167 says, uh, we spoke, spoke about Tom Papley last week in the um, hunting um, podcast he has. Papley issue is deeper, lads. Has to do with the sponsorship for the Swans, sponsored by Gamble Aware. So yes. there is some conflict, not betting on AFL. Whoever. Yeah, that's been, I've read that, that obviously he's, he's, what do you think about that? If, if one of the club's major sponsors is, you know, effectively don't, don't gamble. Yes. Which and, are, then which, you go and, and then you go and do a podcast. Which is in stark gambling. contrast to a lot of the AFL and AFL clubs. I mean, Sydney's gone out yeah. a bit of a limb, and particularly in Sydney where yes. pokies are so prevalent. So if, if you do do that, I can understand the controversy a little bit. Mm. Like at West Coast, for instance, if they had a, you know, I, I don't know, um, Audi's one of their sponsors now, and then you did a, a Holden. A deal. Uh, well, if you went and did a Holden podcast. Mm. Yeah. And their major sponsors, Audi. Yeah. Audi would be kicking and screaming, like, what's going on here? We're giving you a million bucks, and you've got one of your best players out there doing a podcast with our basically going against what we say. Yeah, totally. You I get understand it. that. Yeah, it's like me so it's, yeah, with well, Kia, Osmond Park, doing something with another brand. I wouldn't do it. Do they work with Fleet Network? Uh, no, no the idea. Podcast or <laughs> no idea. Okay. Yeah, just uh, thought I'd throw that in there. Last one, Skeeter. Daniel Jeffrey, 222. Will Schofield is facing the age-old crisis. What's more important? Harley Reid to the football club with pick one or maintaining your dignity and not streaking around Optus Stadium. That's the one we'll finish on, Skate. Yeah, well, I will maintain that I never said when I'll do it. But I will also say that I'm a man of my word. So I'll find a way to appease the masses. And quickly, what was the first line of that question again? Just, just re- refresh me. Will Schofield is facing the age-old crisis. So will, in my opinion, and this is where I'm going to leave us, Will Schofield is facing the age-old crisis of when he should go home or go out. Now, I was, I've had some CCTV footage delivered to me of you after the NRL double header. Uh, vision of you inside the hippie club uh, at some very late hour. Now, you can deny, you can confirm, but a man in his 30s with you know two kids, I would expect you to be tucked away in bed, particularly when I'd asked him to come and have a drink with me at the shoe bar. He said, yeah, see you there. Hippie Club, four hours later, seen around 1, 1.30, there's vision of you. Hmm. May have been moving your body, you know, in a dancing motion, but can you confirm or deny? Well, do you have the footage? I, I've seen the footage. That's all that matters. Do you confirm or deny? Go, go, go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your company. Bye for now. This has been another presentation of Tony Carroll's Nines Live Water Sports. Go, Rockers. Thank you, company. See you later. At least I went with my friends and you burnt us that night to go to the Hippie Club. That is Mark Reddings. Oh, that is Mark Reddings leaving the same venue that I left with Jack's crackers stuffed into his pockets and then throwing the biscuits into the elevator. So I guess we can both say that we both had a bit of a mare after the NRL Grand Final skate. We did, indeed, and uh, one of us will grow up at some stage. Shelter XBA X Factor goes to shooter Lockie Schultz. Glenn Denning Allen medal, you can wash that down with a couple of backjat ales, I reckon. What do you think, Skate? Nah, big call. He's a great man and uh, deserved five. Could have had six. Shelter footy cast. What happened? Well, I think there's a ball touched on the line. And the, do you, what, were you watching that stage? No, I just checked right out. <laughs> Shelter Footy Cars, you can follow us on Instagram. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com today. If you were sent us an email, Skeeter will be working on his behaviour um, when he's on the piss, and I probably will be too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.